With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What time is this? I knew you'd come. Delete! 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 Bring Freddy Krueger's world, Elm Street. We want to see Bray Wyatt's version of the boiler room. My name is Dario Cueto. My relationship with the wrestlers is very special. And he's hanging out with Mascarita Sagrada in what looks like his basement. And then his mom shows up with bagel bites. It's glorious. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. We are scientifically proven to be the best tag team, and not just in NXT, not just in the WWE, but in the entire universe. There's a lot of people around here who think they just belong because they're here. And that's not true. You can fight and work your way here, or you can be handed a pass and stroll on in. It doesn't mean you belong. Always around WrestleMania season, everyone has to prove and want to show up each other Meanwhile, I, I do this 365 days a year. The same, the bar, you name it, I do it better. But here's a sad, sad piece of very real news. You can keep reaching, but you'll never reach that brass ring. Do you know why? Because I am the brass ring. And no one... No one can touch me. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. And your hosts, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max, episode 238, part 2. And we want you guys to know, if you want to come find all of us and all of our great content, you need to go check out W2Mnet.com. That's right, we should go get all the great content that we have to offer, plus a lot more from a lot of other great shows. And, of course, great content when it comes to written columns 
you know, whether it be wrestling or video games or even sports. Also, just make sure you remember also go subscribe and rate and review at Wrestling to the Max. And, you know, if you also want to get all the other content on the website, go to W2M Network. That's how you get all the rest of the stuff that we have. And we appreciate everyone that's already done it. So we want to say thank you for that for sure. Of course, I'm your host, Gary Yvonne. Along with me is Mr. Paul Leeser. hey yo. And, thank God he's with us, but he's not feeling that great, Mr. Sean Garmer. What's going on, everybody? So, you know, we're, we're at least all together. And, uh, you know, I know, Sean, you're not feeling that great. So, hopefully that medicine you just took prior to the show does not knock you out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'll be all right. Just hopefully it actually, you know, gets starts working. What? Yeah. Feel better at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I just have fears we're going to have another episode of, well, Sean, what do you think, Sean? Sh- Sean, <laughs> we have no way, to, no way to end the show. Me and Paul will be on until 6 a.m. Uh, <laughs> That'd be great if it like somehow bound you guys to the thing until 6 a.m. Like, no, you cannot leave your seat until this is officially shut off. Uh, you know what would happen though it'd be a lot of bad jokes from me and then me asking Paul to explain the whole history of you know Kachara or something you know seriously we need to have like a a uh, blooper reel of everybody's flubs. I know. Or something. I, I, you know, honestly, I couldn't remember the name of it, and I knew it was something Ara, so I went and threw it out there. Chikara. Chikara. There you go. <laughs> I, I've never aren't, seen one second of Chikara. Aren't they going through some political thing again? Uh, I, I haven't been keeping up with it as much as I probably should have. But <laughs> That's awesome. Well, there you go. Maybe that'll be in the intro sometime. I'll, I'll throw that <laughs> Post-WrestleMania, when we have all our new intros put together... Uh, that'll have to be in there. So there you oh, go. That was magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm glad we're all here anyway. Uh, we've got a lot of great content for everybody. Uh, well, you know, we are about to jump into some quick hits. I also want to let you guys know, of course, we're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling. Uh, hopefully, we will have a lot more great things to say. I'm looking forward to that segment. You know, last week's was a train wreck. We'll We'll tell tell you what we thought about this week's. Also, we got some New Japan Cup to get into. Uh, the finals are right here around the corner, and so we've got a lot to get into when it comes to that as well. So trust me, a full, cool, awesome, sweet show to get into. I'm excited about it. So why don't we go ahead and get into it, guys? Let's go ahead and start off by talking about some of those quick hits. We'll be right back with that right after this. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Alrighty. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into some of these big news topics from this week. And, and you know, trust me, there's lots of interesting information out there when it comes to the world of wrestling. Uh, but one of the big ones that I want to talk about is, you know, some of the news coming out of Ring of Honor. And I'm starting off with this because I think this is very important for the fact that, you know, we've seen a lot of talent starting to head to Ring of Honor. We've seen a lot of talent also head to Impact Wrestling, different places. This is about the time of the year where things start shuffling around, contracts are kind of up in the air, things like that. We just saw Ring of Honor themselves sign on some, you know, some veteran talent when it comes to the Hardy Boys, which apparently they're 
short term uh, part of Ring of Honor, so that's not really a help in the future. And also, Bully Ray also joined along with him, which he apparently will be on more of a long term deal. Uh, but now we're getting word that Ring of Honor could be losing some of their biggest talent. Yeah, I know. We've, they've already lost Kyle O'Reilly and a few other guys. Well, now it seems apparent after the news we just got that Mr. Leo Rush, one of my favorite guys on Ring of Honor, just put in his notice, and he is going to be shopping around for his next place. And, and in fact, we've got some confirmation that he will be heading to Evolve in the near future. So... That's a big deal. I think Leo Rush is one of their best young talents. We're also getting information about Bobby Fish and his decision on he wants to kind of do the indie circuit a little bit more and, you know, take his talents out there and maybe even find a new home as well. Plus, we also have probably my favorite guy on Ring of Honor, Dalton Castle, saying that at the end of his contract, he's considering shopping. He wants to look around and see who's got an offer for him. So, those are some three big names, really, you know, heavy hitters for Ring of Honor that look like they are heading out the door. Paul, how do you feel about this? I, I thought we were starting to feel good about Ring of Honor. Now, all of a sudden, it starts to hurt again. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. I I really appreciate Ring of Honor for what it is, and that is a great wrestling promotion. Like, the in-ring product, most of the time, is just damn near untouchable. The booking, on the other hand, can get problematic, especially with what I feel like a lot of these other guys feel like is them maybe not getting the opportunities they think they deserve. And there are so many other places to go work that sort of nailing yourself down to Ring of Honor, who has done, I think, a good enough job of trying to patch together enough working relationships to give their exclusive talent other places to work. Um, not really following uh, any way to get more work for them. You know what I'm saying? Like indie workers, they like options and work in Evolve. You have options work in anywhere else in the world. TNA even gives you more options like ring of honor. You, you, you sign one of those deals. You have to work for them. You can work PWG and you can work new Japan and everything else is sort of suspect. So I, I feel like that's what a lot of this is about. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're losing guys left and right now. This, I mean, it's indicative of something that it has to be a larger problem that we're either not aware of or what I'm talking about might be sort of nail on the head, you know? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, too. And, you know, Sean, I mean, from what we're seeing here, I mean, this is an issue. And it, like, you know, Paul, somebody that could be creative. Uh, and also, you know, you also got to throw the other one in, you know, when it comes to money, um, that could be another thing. They, you know, guys like Leo Rush know that there's bigger money out there to be made. How do you feel about these three names? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't watch, uh, ROH weekly like you guys, so I can't, uh, comment on their booking or whatever, or, you know, I, I can say that it's obvious that there are guys that don't get TV time and when you have one hour of TV that's really hard and a lot of times you know they, the problem that they have when they have a pay-per-view the, the TV is not right after so you have like two or three weeks sometimes of nothing going on that matters but I mean that these are big losses I mean Kyle O'Reilly leaving 
And then, like, you thought Value Fish was staying. Well, no, now he's not staying. And they might both go to WWE or whatever. And, you know, at least they kept one tag team together that we thought might split with Ray Rowe coming back. Or, you know, we haven't heard anything to the contrary, so he assumed that he re-signed or whatever. But, I mean, Leo Russis, that's that's really bad considering he's one of your young guys that you're building around. And Dalton Castle, who I think we've talked about, he is made for... He's one of those guys that I don't know what happens if he goes any further than NXT, but on NXT, they're going to know who he is. They're going to cheer for him. That gimmick is going to get over, and, you know, uh, it's going to be a big loss for, for Ring of Honor. So... I mean, that's another guy they could have built the show around if if it came to that point of, okay, we really don't have a lot of people here. We really got to start building building the show around people. Well, Dalton Castle's gone. Adam Cole's going to be gone. So, I mean, are, are you really going to have to rely on Christopher Daniels to hold that belt for a long time now? Because the number of people that you have are pretty slim. That's kind of sad. Yeah, it's a good point, you know, and that's uh, a big issue for the fact that, you know, we don't know who else will be able to challenge and be a really good challenge for Christopher Daniels uh, because, you know, some of the bigger guys are leaving, bigger names. I mean, you do have Jay Lethal still there, and you, of course, have, you know, you know, uh, you know the Briscoe brothers also in that mix too, Jay Briscoe, and it's just man, you, you just hate to see this, and it also scares you a little bit because we kind of saw with Impact Wrestling, they kind of went back to the old days apparently, and they're going up and picking up all the guys that they used to know, and they're using some of the old formulas to try to get back to the point where they once were. And not that I'm saying Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor really can't do that. They lost a lot of those old guys, and they're with WWE. <laughs> so it's not like they're getting them back. And then, of course, some of them have already kind of left the wrestling business. So this is a situation where you're just thinking Ring of Honor is going to be focused on getting a lot of young guys in and trying uh, to find a way to, to make them feel important. So it's going to be an uphill battle, I think, especially if they lose all three of these big names. It's going to be something where they're going to be working on a lot of those young prospects and trying to build something maybe from the ground up in a way. And that's kind of scary because um, the lack of veteran leadership is going to be apparent. I, I want to say this, though. I mean, Paul, I mean, we watched Leo Rush quite a bit, and this guy is so talented. I, I think this is probably one of the more heartbreaking uh, losses I think for Ring of Honor because of that he is so young he's got so much talent I mean right now I can already picture him a part of 205 Live and, and probably being one of the biggest stars you know move over to Zawa there's a new sheriff in town if he does show up and be a part of 205 Live in the near future I, I don't know if WWE is immediately in his sights or anything like that he's, he's still he's barely been in wrestling two years I think at this point um He's signed on to work Evolve with WrestleMania weekend. I'm assuming that's going to be longer term. A lot of people are going to Evolve now. Um, Whether that is because they have the WWE connection or not might be sort of secondary. They're just a hot promotion to work for right now. So, um, you know, this is a big loss. I I, I don't want to understate 
any three of these guys leaving would certainly hurt. But there, there is talent out there waiting to be found. Ring of Honor has a spotlight to give you. I'm sure a lot of people would jump at the chance if they were approached. And, and guys already on the roster who are criminally underutilized, like Silas Young, might find a spot to really start coming up now. Um, and, and, you know, the last time we started seeing talent drop, they went out and got Will Ospreay and Marty Scroll to sign with them. So there's there's plenty of people out there, I'm sure, that find and put on your show and all these other things. It's just losing the ones you've already established. And admittedly, some of them who have sort of languished a little and not maybe given the opportunities that they thought they should have gotten, um, you know, the, it just sucks to see him go. It, or, you know, in Dalton's case, if he does go, it's not mm-hmm. confirmed he's out yet. So, uh, Well, you're right. And Dalton Castle is one of the guys I'd point my finger at and say, yeah, I can understand where he's kind of ticked because he's got such a big following and he's not in that limelight to where he should be. He's got a little bit of piece of the pie, but I think he deserves a little bit bigger piece, and I think he does too. I think he kind of believes that uh, the same way. So we'll see. I mean, this will be something where we'll have to follow Ring of Honor and see what their plans are if all of this does take place in the near future. Let's move on and talk a little WWE here, guys. We have uh, Kurt Angle uh, and him going into the Hall of Fame this year. Well, we found out who's going to induct him, and that will be John Cena. Wow. I really am a little bit surprised, but then again, and maybe not so surprised, but I wonder if this is a WWE thing, them saying, Kurt, we're going to put you in the hall of fame, but here's the guy that's going to induct you. I, I don't know. I just have a hard time believing Kurt was just like, yeah, have him do it. I think there are certainly better options that they maybe could have gone with. And I don't want to say Cena is a bad option, because I don't think he is. Cena owes a lot to Kurt for where he's at. Cena had his first match against Kurt Angle in WWE. Like, there's there's history there, right? And a lot of the other guys who maybe, uh, you know, who worked with Kurt, like like Kurt Angle, or like, uh, like Triple H, like The Rock, like Stone Cold, I, I maybe they just didn't want to do it, or maybe they didn't feel like the connection was there, or what, but... I I agree with you. I think there were a lot of other people who they could have done this, and maybe John was just the only one who said yes. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's a lot of options that just don't... don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I feel like maybe WWE was kind of like, man, we really want to have that connection between John Cena and Kurt Angle. And, you know, they had... One of John Cena's first big matches was Kurt Angle. I, I don't know. It just... It's weird, Sean. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that they probably wanted to just use somebody that was already on the roster. I mean, they could have used, you know, Stone Cold. They could have used, you know, Undertaker, but obviously he doesn't come out of character. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's, let's think about it, though. <laughs> The amount of people at this point, I mean, somebody that would have been great would have been, you know, Eddie Guerrero, but he's not with us. So, um, there's probably, I mean, like, do they want to bring Sting back for something like that? I mean, so, and then Sting is, that's from the other company that they're probably not going to mention at all. So, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it's sort of slim pickings from WWE land. I guess they could have, you know, brought Edge back for that, but I, you have to wonder if Edge is going to induct his wife or or what's going to happen with that. So, you know, 
uh, I just I don't have a problem with it. It's Cena had a part in Angle's career, so it is what it is. You know, they could have even used Shawn Michaels if they wanted to as well. So, but again, it's never we didn't agree with a lot of the choices they made last year with like New Day inducting the Freebirds or whatever. But I think it kind of ended up working out in the end. So. Let's let's let the show air before we knock on inductors, mm. which they're just there to present people. I mean, at the end of the day, you're there to listen to the person that's getting inducted speech. I mean, for yeah, was it cool to like listen to Vader, who wrestled with Stan Hansen, get to you know induct him and have that? Yeah, but I don't think everybody has to have that connection every single time. So. Oh, you make a good point. I mean, and it's for me personally, it's not like, you know, you guys were saying, it's not like John Cena is a bad option. I just kind of felt like maybe there was someone else out there that Kurt Angle may have personally wanted. And the WWE was like, well, yeah, that's a decent choice. But how about this? You know, and he's like, well, I kind of know. Like, how about this? You know, kind of forceful. <laughs> So, I mean, you, you, Sean, I'm glad you brought up the New Day because it makes me wonder how much the New Day was kind of put in that same position of, no, 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 we really like the New Day. Let's not bring up anybody from, you know, world class or anybody else to come back and do well, this. Well, that was no. also the, uh, they're using the free bird rule currently. Yeah. So, That's know. true. I'm just saying, you know, like if they were to bring up one of the Von Erics to come and introduce, you know, Kevin Von Erich to come do that or something like that. Um but anyway, I did appreciate uh, it with Vader saying, "Hey, because it's like neither one of those guys are with the company in a way." Michael Hayes is still with WWE backstage, so he like, for all we know, Michael Hayes could have been given a list, and he goes, "Okay, well, I I want the new day," you know, because that's that's mm-hmm. what it is at the end of the day, right? It's Vince gives them a list of people, and they pick. So, you know, because like that, that classic one is the Lawler King wanted, you know, his old announcer from Memphis. And they said, no, because nobody's going to know who the hell he is. So they they picked, uh, was it Arnold or somebody else? Uh, You know, they picked somebody more known. He didn't like it, but that's that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, you know. Like I said, I, I think that's part of this, too. But I think that, you know, Kurt Angle probably does like John Cena to an extent and probably, you know, thought, hey, why not? One of the biggest names of the company, why not have him induct me? So there you go. What, like you said, Sean, I totally agree. You know, why hate on the inductors? Just enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun to see Kurt Angle get in the Hall of Fame, period. So uh, let's move over and talk a little bit about some NXT stuff. Let's talk about Io Shira. Uh, Iro, I can't. Io Shirai, correct, guys? I don't know. If that's right. Or yes. Right. That's uh, right. Yeah. So she she's actually getting her tryout for WWE coming up here. So that seems like things are getting a little bit closer. Uh, she's already done it. She she did it earlier this week. Um, yeah, absolutely. Lots of fuel to the fire of her jumping ship seems to be either imminent or on the horizon. Or you know, there's there's a lot more validity to the rumor now. So. Uh, I, I mean, it's good for her. It's it's really gonna stuck, uh, stuck, suck if this comes uh, to pass for for stardom. Yeah, I mean, 
this seems to be sort of the beginnings of things. We kind of thought, like, you wouldn't see EO at all until WrestleMania, you know, or, you know, the Orlando TakeOver, but the fact that she's uh, there earlier kind of suggests that perhaps she might have made a decision one way or the other. And she kind of wants to test the waters now, you know. I, if When this was all being talked about, it seemed like EO was saying, was, the whole deal was, okay, she's rethinking it with the sort of intention to sign more than the rethinking it and it's not going to happen sort of thing. So, you know, it sucks for stardom, but for, with all three of the, big ones leaving because Mayu's retiring, they're going to have to figure out something else. Um, and it leaves a pretty gaping hole, but uh, especially with all the injuries they have right now, too. They don't, it's not just those three. They have injuries to some, you know, kind of up-and-coming talent. So it, it leaves the hole. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now, but that promotion is so well ran that I think they can figure it out you know and they'll be okay yeah totally you know and that's what's interesting is you know how this is going to affect stardom and the way that's going on you know it's it's one person but it's a person that you know has been a big part of it and has you know been a big name for them so we'll see I mean I think it's cool that you know we are finally going to get a chance to see uh, Iro Shirai, because you know we've heard about her a lot, but yet no, you know, haven't seen her. So, uh, you know, NXT has people coming, and they also have people going. Apparently, Shinsuke Nakamura, his head over to the main roster is imminent. Yeah, a lot of sources I'm reading are saying um, even before WrestleMania. Uh, so maybe the thought of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania. Isn't so far fetched because all they, you know, Shane said was, "You want a match? Well, you've got one." And we all just assumed it was going to be Shane. Doesn't necessarily have to be at this point. Yeah, it's true. I said that a bunch of times. <laughs> that you know, there's always the they could put somebody in there for Shane. You know, Brian talks him out of wrestling, especially after the way AJ beat him up and everything. And he brings an old nemesis or whatever, since they do like using New Japan's name. You know, I wonder if they will bring that up. So, especially now that we know that 
apparently Triple H has a lot more control of what happens on SmackDown, whereas Raw, he has almost no control. So, he... I don't know, this is uh, in the Observer, but, like, there's a tug-of-war going on between Vince wants Nakamura on Raw, but Triple H is worried about how he's going to connect with the audience, so he wants him on SmackDown where he could kind of do the New Japan thing and make the SC title something huge and, and uh, you know, get a run, and, and he can sort of mold him in the way that he's being used on, on NXT. So, you know, we'll have to see. Everybody's saying Nakamura, right? But, you know, they could pull somebody else out of the hat that we aren't thinking about right now. True. Even though the only other person I can think of that would be... The only other two people is Kurt Angle or Shawn Michaels. Other than that, I mean, I, I don't know who you got that's going to... I mean, you don't need to sell tickets to WrestleMania at this point, but I don't know who you got, aside from those three, that's going to really make people go, okay, I want to watch this match now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm unless they true. do the Paul thought of... They just, you know, they fully say, okay, it's Rollins and Triple H, and Joe does have an opponent or something like that, and they go, okay, let's do a cross-emotional thing. Yeah. And that could happen, too. You never know. Um, it's interesting because, you know, there is that fear of Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, he is a Japanese wrestler. And let's be honest, you know, their success with Japanese wrestlers, at least, you know, on, on the big stage, have not really come to a, a, a good conclusion or a good finish for them, usually. And Nakamura is an excellent wrestler. He can go out there and, you know, face anybody just kind of like AJ Styles did. But, you know... You have to have that audience with an understanding of who he is, why they should care about him, especially if they don't watch NXT. So that's their big, you know, issue, and they got to find a way to make a good debut, find a way to get people invested in what Nakamura does. And I think he'll get there. It's just that's why all these questions are surrounding him and all that. And hopefully they figure out that really, really soon because he deserves to be on these main, you know, the main roster, right? either SmackDown or Raw. You know, uh, let's talk about WrestleMania 34. I know we haven't got to WrestleMania 33, and we're talking about WrestleMania 34. I do want to mention the fact that they already have an idea of what they want to do, and that uh, pretty much is a main event that includes Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going at it. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I, I know this is kind of early booking and all, but I mean, how do you do? You think that would be uh, a good for you? Uh, I I think if what we're thinking is going to come to pass at WrestleMania 33, it makes sense in the booking. Lesnar beat Taker. If Roman Reigns beats Taker, and he's got the beef still from the last bout at WrestleMania, and you know Lesnar beats Goldberg, then you have your two guys who look super tough, and they want to do a whole year feud between these two guys and put Roman over at the end. I mean, right in the WWE wheelhouse, it makes sense in the booking. I, I don't know how they're going to pull off a year of fe- a feud between Reigns and Lesnar, but I mean, fuck, let's see him do it. I do. Yeah, um, you know, I really hope that they take a cue from this match with Undertaker and they just decide to fully turn Reigns or something because it's just 
fighting this uphill battle for another year is just going to be nauseating. And, I mean, look, uh, I don't really want Lesnar to have the title for another whole year, so they're going to have to figure out something. But I don't have a problem with it. I mean, that seemed like a story that they wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. Of Reigns eventually overcoming Lesnar, so I don't have a problem with... I mean, we say this all the time, right? That they need to have more long-term booking, but then everybody complains when they do. So why not let them do it? And there's there's a story set there. They just have to kind of figure out a way to reconnect to it in a convincing way. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, what's interesting about this is that, you know, with a year-long feud, you know, and really, you know, even Brock Lesnar coming here, leaving, coming back, leaving, it, you could still do this, just have those intermediate times where, you know, Brock Lesnar causes problems for Roman Reigns or Roman Reigns is chasing him with that title. All these different things can work. It's just they've got to come up with a formula that they can reach that has a uh, ability to keep us and really, you know, Interest in what Brock Lesnar is doing as, as we get to that final goal of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. You got to keep him relevant. You got to keep you know Roman Reigns on this train of you know being awesome, which they're hoping to get to, and they want him to be you know that next John Cena type guy. So they're trying their best. It's just now they got to find a way to get the crowd invested in him. So. Uh, well, you know, we'll have more WB news when we'll do some more in rapid hits, but before we get out of, you know, and jump into rapid hits, I want to mention some other stuff. And really this is the big topic I want to jump into. And that is of course, the fact that we just have uh, come to the understanding that ITV has reached a deal with impact wrestling. And Sean, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about this because this is really interesting because it has a lot to do with the world of sport. Yeah, so instead of doing World of Sport where you'd have people that, you know, are kind of, uh, unless they, you know, as far as we know, they're not having somebody from another one of these UK promotions running this thing. This is somebody from ITV deciding, okay, we're going to go book these guys and all this kind of stuff. So instead of doing that, they're, they reached out to Anthem and signed a deal with, uh, impact. It was between Impact and What Culture, and they they decided Impact probably because Impact was going to charge less money because they're a bit more desperate at this point. But you know, this is a good deal for Impact because they get to use all their wrestlers and become you know the big deal in the UK again that they were. At least you hope they do, and that they get to run house shows, which this is something that Anthem has said they wanted to start doing again. So. You know, even though the U.K. market is not a good test market for what happens in the United States. But, hey, it's still house shows and it's still extra money for the wrestlers and and all that kind of stuff. But this is is good for Impact. It's good for World of Sport because they can – or ITV. So they have a base of talent that can be used. And then they can go find other talent. I don't think that, uh, you know, uh, Dave mentions uh, – Oh, what's uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr.? I don't think he's going to. I don't think. Uh, I would imagine that because of the impact tie in, that I'm sure New Japan will probably come in and say, no, you can't do that. But other than him, I think everybody else that they've used, including Grado, who could possibly be the champion when that show debuts officially, which that's kind of weird, Grado the champion. But. 
you know, hey, there you go. I mean, this seems like a cool deal for for the former TNA. Uh, I, this is certainly interesting. Uh, a, a lot of the names on here from the last set, I mean, uh, of tapings that they did for World of Sport, uh, I'm, I'm vaguely aware of too, very familiar with. Uh, and th- there's a lot of good names on here, and it's going to be really interesting to see if you get some cross-promotion here between um, between them where these guys show up on Impact, or you see some of these guys maybe take a tour with Noah, or all these things. Like TNA sort of very quickly built up a, a deal of a lot of great working relationships with different promotions all over the world, so if maybe you don't feel like... A lot of these other places are for you. They're they're carving out their own niche, which is it's it's pretty cool to see. I think. Yeah, goes, I'm, goes I'm right to that uh, GFW thing with that network that Jeff Jarrett was building. I guess he wound mm-hmm. up using it for Impact after all. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, with all that impact is kind of going through here in the States, I mean, this is a really good deal because if they can really hook back on, like you were saying, Sean, the U.K. side of things, they can build things, they can make, you know, some of this bigger talent that will be hitting over here and wrestling in the States, too, making, you know, impact mean more, you know, and giving them more of a uh, look of, you know, hey, we're a well-rounded roster. We have all this great talent coming in. It's not just old rehashed guys. Because uh, I was kind of fearful of that, especially with this, you know, we'll talk about it pretty soon here, about this week's, you know, TV taping. We saw a lot of re-old hash, you know, guys and faces. It'd be nice to see some great young talent come in. And, and of course, you know, this trade-off is awesome. So, We'll see. I mean, I think this is a really good deal for Impact, and Jeff Jarrett's working his magic. I mean, he's pretty good at making deals, so it looks like he's you know continuing on with that process. Um, so, but there you go. Uh, let's jump into some. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Before we move on to another uh, segment here, let's go ahead and start by talking Rusev. Yeah, that's right. He had shoulder surgery and it looks like he's going to be out at least two to three months. Yeah, this is the reason why you haven't seen him on TV a lot recently. So get well soon, Rusev. We miss you. Yeah, the handsome one needs to be returning soon. And, you know, hopefully uh, we do see him. Let's be honest. You guys don't miss Rusev. You just miss Lana. I I would be remiss to say that that is part of it, but not all of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just trying to get honesty out of both of you. I'm just trying to. Well, get I mean, yeah, but uh, you know, Rusev is the one that makes me laugh. So uh, I guess so. You make a good point with that. Uh, Big Show. He has said that he is going to be ending his career at the end of the contract, not just retiring out of nowhere. He's just going to let his contract run out, and he doesn't want fanfare or anything like that. No retirement tour. He just wants to be done when this contract is done. I, I mean, it, it's confirmation we had originally heard this that it might be a possibility now it's 
true because it's coming directly from his mouth. So, uh, I mean, good on him. I, this is what he wants to do. He said he wants to act and keep going along that route whenever he's done wrestling. So, Yeah. Scott, yeah. anything? So, all right. Well, uh, we are done with quick hits. Uh, we are going to move on from here, though. And uh, we have to talk about some other big things. Of course, we're going to talk Impact Wrestling. Uh, and also, we're jumping to some New Japan Cup. So let's go ahead and do the New Japan Cup. We haven't really had a chance to talk about some of this stuff. So we are going to jump into it and kind of give you a little bit of a preview of what we think is going to happen later on. So let's do that now. Let's talk some New Japan. Well, never mind, because the stupid studio decided to eat the music again. So, apparently I cannot have more than 12 things in the studio at once, and it <laughs> freaks out. So that's weird, There's a limit. But yeah, that's weird. You're paying for the unlimited thing with Spreaker, but their studio, not unlimited as far as their audio capability uh, when it comes to your songs in here so that sucks but whatever um so you know because uh technically ishii and sonata's match has not happened yet it occurs on uh friday well probably in about a couple of hours or so yeah 5 a.m yeah we won't get to see it until probably about like noon eastern so that's when they've been uploading uh, the matches, uh, after that match ends, I'm sure shortly thereafter they will announce the full cards for the two final shows, which will have the semifinals and the final on Sunday and Monday. So, um, that being said, I guess since we won't have a show again until we're reviewing both of those, uh, or all three of those events on Monday, we have to kind of pick our semifinals and our finalists. So, assuming Ishii wins, um, that means that we have uh, Mr. Bad Luck Fale and Evil against Tomohiro Ishii and Katsuri Shibata. Uh, a probably not so great left side of the bracket as has been the theme. And then a tremendous match on the right side of the bracket to kind of quell our disdain, I guess. But, uh, you still going with Evil and Ishii, or does anything you've seen kind of dissuade you from that? I I mean, I really feel like we'd be remiss to sell any of these four guys out. Uh, I mean, just because Fale's made it this far already, you know? (laughs) Um... I, I like Evil Ishii as a finale, uh, as a finale uh, with Ishii going over. Uh, I, I just I wouldn't be surprised if it's Shibata or Bad Luck Folly. Uh, so there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I hope it's not Folly. Uh, like I said, Ishii got a decent match out of him with at the G1 as you can with Folly. But I, I would hope that understanding that uh, you want to... Not only that, but we know what Fale is at, is at this point. We don't need... Nobody needs to see him be in that final to take him any more or less seriously going forward. 
And I I would hope, and I, I think Ghetto knows that. I think they just do these things sometimes just to... Because that's the, that's the thing that Ghetto does. He wants to reassure everyone that, hey, if you think Fale is going into Javerland, I have you thinking wrong. Uh, so, you know, that being said, I think Evil going to the finals is a great way to showcase an up-and-coming talent. Uh, you know, put him in a spot that, you know, his leader Naito was in last year. I don't think he wins, but... Uh, you know, and I think either Shibata is going to get screwed over by Suzuki Gun, or he's just going to lose straight up, um, which is weird. But hey, I don't think you can count out Shibata either, because you know, if uh, him winning the New Japan Cup would be a nice precursor to if, if something's finally going to happen to him in the G1. But I really think Ishii, like you've laid out, you know, Ishii has this great story. Uh, and not at least getting to the final before having that story either shatter in front of him or he gets to complete whatever the story is uh, would kind of be weird. So I just hope we get a... I mean, I don't know if they can equal their Wrestle Kingdom and New Beginning bouts from last year, but I really hope that uh, they get to try and... Do you think that, I mean, this match hadn't happened yet, but obviously by the time everybody listens to this, the match will have happened, but any, what kind of percentage would you get maybe Sonata with pulling the upset? Uh, I, I give him a healthy chance, maybe 40, 45. Like, I don't want to, the guys you have left should not be short-selled at all. Ishii, Sonata, Shibata, and Evil all either have top of the card or main event written on them. Uh, Fale is a guy that they do like to build up and especially put in the way of people who seem like they need to get to the next level, a gateway to the stars, um, guy, if you will. So whether Ishii or Shibata comes up against him or Sonata comes up against him in the finale, if he does happen to make it there, uh, you have that big story of can they overcome? Uh, but I, I think it's, it's about showcasing evil on that side of the bracket, I think so. No matter who Evil ends up against, whether it's, you know, Shibata. Oops. I think Skype is being dumb again. That's always great. Uh, are you there, Gary? Oh, Gary might have gone on mute, too, so this is not good. <clears throat> I think, you know, what's interesting here, too, is that uh, you know, it is about evil on that side, but let, let's say they do go with evil. You know, Shibata has history with evil from the G1 last year. Ishii has history with evil from never title defenses. Uh, well, it looks like we lost Paul again. And, you know, you do have... Sonata has never really faced any of these guys. Um, so, you know, it would be kind of cool to see Sonata go through and he gets to have a first-time match with Shibata. So that's always interesting. But, oh boy. Looks like I lost both the guys. That's not good at all. Oh, I really hope that... Uh,
Well, it looks like my internet's not doing anything weird, so... I don't know what's going on, but Scott's being weird to where I lost... Oh, here's Gary again. You there? Gary? I can't hear you. You, you can't hear me, me now? Now I can hear you. Okay, well, I don't know what happened here, guys. Well, we lost Paul, so... Ah, okay. But, uh, yeah, so I think... We're going to stick with the prediction of Ishii and Evil, and they have history, you know, with a never open weight title defense before. Or actually, I think, didn't Evil win, if I'm not mistaken? But uh, then, you know, Ishii will go on and win. Um, that's the... I, th I mean, I think most of us had Michael Elgin, so that made us look really bad, but... You know, um, so far, Ishii's done great, and we hope that uh, that continues on for these last two or three matches that he could wind up having. So, yeah. So, unless uh, we can get Pat Paul back on here, <laughs> we'll have to move on. Uh, if that's it for uh, New Japan. And uh, we'll yep. talk some uh, Impact Wrestling after this, guys. And also, don't forget, before we jump into Impact Wrestling, we want you guys to know we are doing Superstar of the Week, of course, like always, on Thursday. But we also have a Match of the Month and Superstar of the Month for February we want you guys to know about. So you need to stick around after Impact because it's going to be great. So let's go and do it, though, guys. Let's talk Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. All right, Impact Wrestling. Uh, first of all, I want to say, I think we can all agree, much better rebound show. I almost felt like, what's weird is they pre-recorded all these shows, right? So, like, it's almost like they just did a pilot and did the worst thing they could possibly do just to see who they could piss off, and then then they decided to do a regular sort of what we've been getting from Impact for the last, you know, few months or whatever, um, with more thought given to, say, the X Division on this show than uh, we've seen in the past or whatever. So, Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just a bit weird that you have such a drastic change yet you really can't do anything because all these shows are already pre-done mm -hmm. yeah i mean you make a good point there and to me it felt like hey you know they listen to people online or they they listen to some of the criticisms and it's not possible because they could not have but since they did pre-tape these so it, you know, you almost want to say, yeah, it was a crazy pilot that they just wanted to throw together, or maybe they watched the pilot and realized, hey, we've really screwed up, but we can't afford to 
hey, everybody else said retape this, okay? So we're not going to, but we realized, hey, we kind of screwed up. I mean, it may be just the uh, story called for them turning back the uh, the insanity levels on the announcers because that, that I mean that was the big difference here that really made this much more bearable. Oh yeah, certainly. My God, I mean they were still quibbling, and and Josh Matthews still said some stupid, absolutely stupid stuff that makes no sense, and it's just like. You can almost see him sometimes when they have the close-up on him where it's just like, I really have to say this? Like, I can't believe my own <laughs> self that I'm having to say this. You know, and it's just like, I mean, I don't know if Michael Cole went through the same thing or whatever when he was doing that heel stick. But, God, some of the stuff they had him have to say in this was just dumb. So, um, uh, the one thing that they kept was the typical WWE let's start with everybody talking promo. But this makes sense because you have the finish from last week, which was, you know, convoluted. Uh, you, so you have Alberto El Patron come out and talk about, you know, uh, that he loves Impact because he can be himself. You know, that uh, he is gonna be the man that's gonna be impossible to beat and uh you know if it wasn't for wrestling politics <clears throat> bad booking uh and you know and eec3 actually has to come out here and you know this makes sense because again like last week you see that he was out there talking about how patron needed to earn his shot at having a title match and basically the EC3 sort of tells Patron again, like, hey, I'm out here now. I've been here. I've proven myself. You need to prove yourself. And, you know, Patron's like, well, I don't want to wrestle you. Um, I think sort of saying anything, everything but, like, that EC3 is beneath him. And then, you know, EC3 sort of says, oh, well, I thought you were a bad hombre. And, uh, you have no testicles, Mr. Patron. And, you know, basically goading him into finally agreeing to having the match. Um, and I thought this was a much better match from Patron. Uh, and, you know, EC3 is obviously a, a very good talent and, uh, does his share in the ring too. But I thought, I mean, at least Patron was more motivated here. And uh, you had uh, a lot of stuff going on. I didn't really care for the finish too much. But aside from that, you kind of knew Patron was going to win. But they made EC3 look strong until you got to the finish. Yeah, I, I mean, this is very much laid out to build Patron into either their next top guy to take over for Lashley or, or whatever they're trying to do here. But Patron very much seems to be the focus of the promotion right now. And what they did here tonight was, I think, a lot better than what they did in the first episode. Uh, EC3, I think, is a interesting foil for anybody on the roster. And uh, it's not to say that Lashley isn't, but I just enjoy EC3 more. So... I, you well, know. I mean, Lashley's not going to be able to cut the promo that EC3 can, so... 
Right. I mean, yeah. Lashley can cut the promo based on his style, you know, that he uses, but it's nothing. I mean, he's not as varied. Right. I, I yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think, you know, Bobby Lashley has done a lot better. And I, I think he's got a, a style about him. But uh, to me, Del Rio has his own style about him. And he has his own strong points and some of his own weaknesses, like, you know, pedal every five seconds. Um, luckily, in this part, in this promo at least, he well, did not do that. Thank in God. this promo, he said more uh, Spanish words. So. Yeah, you're right. So, and, and it was more... It was tolerable compared to the past, so I'm very happy with that. Here's the thing. I was really concerned that EC3 was going to be put back on the whole, hey, you're just in my way, you little fly. Get away. I'm talking about something else. It, that's the way they treated him at the beginning of this, but, you know, of course, you know, they allowed him to be back in the mix because, you know, of course, calling out Del Rio, blah, blah, blah. I love that. I love the fact that, you know, EC3 did get some love here. He may not have won the match, but he had a good match. It's just, here's my problem with it. I, I think I'm kind of like Paul. I, I love EC3 so much. He's got so much talent. He has so much to offer. I kind of wish that he wasn't the foil for all this. I kind of wish that it was someone else in this. But who, See, if, uh, who else are you going to have as a gatekeeper? What, James Storm? You know, I, I guess, but I don't know, man. I, I mean, just you know you would have sent Paul off a cliff at that point, so... Yeah, he can just, stay in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, nobody else, I guess, you know, Eddie Edwards is kind of, what? what's his status going to be when he gets done with Davy Richards? Are they going to put him back into the X Division? Or, yeah. you know, because I wonder if Jarrett thinks that both of those guys are main event material, you know. Well, so. you know, also EC3, maybe the gatekeeper, whatever you say, but it makes me wonder how much Jeff Jarrett likes EC3. It makes me question how much he really likes this guy. Well, but but the whole point of bringing these new guys is to have them win against the guys that have been there. Well, I get so. that. I understand that. But, I mean, I, I, EC3 is on a different level than just anybody, mm-hmm. from my personal point of view. He is one of the best best additions that Impact has probably ever had besides some of the veteran guys like Kurt Angle and people right, like but that. But from that promo that he gets to cut about making Impact great again or whatever, where he jokes that, well, I've made Impact great this entire time, mm-hmm. that's the point. There's nobody in that main event level besides EC3 and lastly. So who are you going to have Patron beat before he gets to Lashley? That, that's, I think that's the point here, because everybody else that was main event is gone. Right. Yeah, but I, I guess. But see, this is my problem. All, all around the circuit, I get it. Yes, Alberto Patron is a big name in this indie circuit, blah, blah, blah. He's a big name in every promotion he comes into. But why does he always have to hit the main event picture right away? Why can't you ease this guy in and, and let him face you know some of the upper mid card and then go get his title shot? My problem is I, they're sort of know. having him be a face, too. It's like. I hate him as a face. Everybody tries to do that, and it's the well, worst He works in Lucha Underground because Latin, whatever. But 
Yeah, but it's different. Lucha Underground's totally different, though. That's more of a storybook compared to the rest of this. I I don't know. I just... It just bugs me. I know it. This is all about my EC3. Like, I wanted him to smack EC3 or whatever when he went to shake his hand. Like, that's the Patron that I I like. I don't just – I don't buy him as a face. I'm sorry. Especially in – look, if you have to lead the crowd in the chanting C, there's something problem there, number one. Number two – I mean, the Impact Quest zone crowd is terrible. But, like, you know – it's it's still it's like you're not I just I don't know I've never thought he works that way. You're totally right. I, I'm right there with you. I don't think he has that duality like they try. Uh, you know, with you know, you just mentioned Lucha Underground being a more of a Latino culture kind of thing, and I think yes, the Latino crowd should love him, just like the America Alpha African Americans really should love guys like Moose, guys like Bobby Lashley, because they're strong. They represent their culture. You know, uh, maybe that's why I like guys like EC3. He kind of represents my culture, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Hold on. What? what? Are we going to do a race thing every well, time I'm just, we talk I'm, about Impact? Well, because this took a turn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's because of the Alberto Patron thing. I mean, it really, let's be honest, outside of the Latino fans that love him because he's he represents them, he's not a very good face. That's my point. That's that's okay. the only point I'm making here. I, I totally buy, buy you on that. Okay. So that's that's the only reason the race comes out because otherwise, I mean, doesn't matter. But here's my thing, and I'll just say this to end my part of this: I look at EC3, and I think of all the great things that he has done, and when Impact has been in its worst, and how he came in to make it stronger and done these things. My problem is Jeff Jarrett sacrificing everybody from the bottom to the top to prove that this new regime, this new group of talent coming in, is way better than you've ever seen and better than anybody on this roster. I don't need to see that. I just need to see influx of guys come in and then have good matches. I mean, I'm not saying that EC3 should kill everybody that comes in out of the woodwork. I'm just saying that he's one of the guys I probably wouldn't have touched. You could touch anybody else. I probably would have let EC3 be this glowing golden boy until later on. Later on, that then they're all in the even playing field. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, I mean, I, Sean has a point. As much as I bag on TNA for its past choices of just instantly putting old WWE guys right at the top of the ladder, when you look at who TNA has left now, it's Lashley and EC3 at the top of the ladder, and then you have a rather large step down into. TNA holdouts who have been there for a long time who uh, can either sort of just slot in or Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards who are embroiled in their own thing trying to make them into, I think, bonafide main eventers using that feud. So there's not a lot of guys they could have gone with unless you want them squashing nobodies for a month. But you're telling me that... Well, but like to your point, Gary, of... You do, you know, I mean, that this does come up because we have to think about this as Lastly and EC3. And I think Lastly, you cannot really just discard him because he's he's so vital to what TNA is, has done and really what, I mean, he is your one legit main eventer, like the guy that you can put him there and you have to take Lastly seriously, right? 
But, like, EC3 is that one shining star of the Dixie era. Like, the one star that was made with Dixie. That you go, okay, this comes from Dixie being there. He has the Dixie last name. All that stuff. So, does does Jeff Jarrett see Ethan Carter III the same way that the other creative staff saw him? Now, John Goodberg's still there. But he has no influence, supposedly. So, you know, who knows? The important part is going to be what happens to EC3 after this little thing here with Patron. Does he just become nothing or or what? Because, number one, they really don't have a mid-card, per se. They have the divisions. And that's kind of what they have right now. So... If there's not a title for your division, you kind of don't have anything to do. Yeah, I get that. I, I do, and I understand. You know, and you guys are making some good points. I, I'm just arguing for EC3 only because I do like him, uh, and I think he has so much to offer. This didn't kill him. I act like, you know, Patron squashed him. That didn't happen at all. I'm just overreacting because I think it's okay for them to come in and kill one of the former big stars with one of their guys, but... You come in and clean house, basically. You say, you're two biggest stars. Oh, well, our guy can beat both those guys. Don't worry. You know, look how much better that our talent is. And, you know, you, you make that good point. That uh, Dixie Carter era, uh, they want to get rid of that completely without firing the guy. Let's get a beating. Let, let's make him look bad that way that we can kind of, you know, show, you know, Karen Jarrett step on this thing. <laughs> God. Anything else fall for I mean, he is yeah, your I, close personal friend, so it's true. I mean, I, I like I said, EC3, I love him. He's not the guy they want to push right now. That, I think that's you know, short story. And he he's great, don't get me wrong. And it's somebody who I think they're going to rely upon later on down the road, especially if they keep bringing in new talent and they're, they're going to need somebody for. For them to work with, and EC3 is is a guy that I think they rely upon very heavily. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. Later on in the show, they show you how to bring in a mixture of old talent and and young talent or or new talent. Well, so you know, let's see how they carry this throughout the rest of these whatever how many tapings. I think it's like two or three more shows. But I do find it interesting that they supposedly had a one-night only, or they have a one-night only today, technically. And before Anthem took them over, they were promoting it, and now they went back to not really caring about it. So, that's funny. But, uh, anyway, so, uh, this show also has more of bringing in new talent. Kind of thing, and that kind of starts with the tag team ranks here. As this is their technically the first match on the show is the Garza Jr. and Laredo Kid versus Eli Drake and Tyrus. Before that, though, because this has to do with what happens later, we go inside the booking committee where we have Dutch Mantel. Look, honestly. Uh, you guys can think this is cool and whatever, Bruce Pritchard and Dutch Mantel. It's really not. Um, it just reeks of, hey, 
it, what's so funny is like this show in in one sense like wants to cater to what they think is cool to the internet audience and then later at the end they almost bash the internet audience too so it's it's just really funny but uh anyway uh we've we've they apparently time and space uh does not dictate the tag team titles so uh that's the new name for the hardy boys by the way the time and space and the decay how they got the titles is not uh, how they want to settle things. So right now the tag team titles are vacant. Uh, but we won't get to find out what they do with those titles until the end of the show. But so since you kind of have tag teams trying to prove themselves, you have Garza Jr. and Laredo Kid, uh, who really talks a lot like, um, oh damn it, Kalisto. Uh, against Eli Drake and Tyrus, and I mean this match was was fine. Uh, you know, Tyrus is what he is at this point, and Eli Drake really just does not seem like Eli Drake anymore. He just doesn't seem motivated the same way, and I kind of feel like both of those guys almost did Garza and Laredo Kid a service here uh, because they they didn't really work well together I thought I mean they they did fine but it's just you know uh I to my knowledge I don't think uh Garza and Laredo Kid have ever teamed up before uh granted my biggest uh uh the, the most I've seen of Laredo Kid uh, has been in Wrestle Circus where they've sort of uh pushed him as a, as a good young talent he, he's very very good um, I don't think you get a great picture of either of the new guys here. Um, but, at, at I, what am I trying to say here? I, I, I do think you get what they're about. I just don't think you get everything they're about. And maybe that's not what they're trying to do yet. Um, and I, and I also question letting Drake eat the fall here too, but, uh, especially when you just went through this whole big thing of trying to make Eli and Tyrus into a tag team again. So. Uh, I mean, props for putting over the new guys, but your established act maybe should have gotten a little bit more love, or, or maybe you let him pin Tyrus, who's really not done a whole bunch. Well, who cares? Because, you know, right after, Josh Matthews going, hey, it's another fluke win. So, you know, who cares, right? They they won. Oh, it was a fluke. I mean, because I, we I have care. to do that. <laughs> no, but apparently we're not supposed to care because Josh Matthew I, wants to tell you that there's a fluke win going on. I, Just, I was making a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, honestly, this match didn't really blow me away, of course, but also expectations when I saw the matchup, you know, they, they kind of landed where they did in this match, and that was just, it was there. Um, I love Eli Drake. I love him, but I'm not a big fan of this whole thing with him and Tyrus. So that going into this match still didn't help. Eli Drake losing, it, it's almost like, you know, not an accident, but in a way an accident he lost. So you kind of have some credibility for him still, but 
Yeah, I just there's not enough for me to really to care about right now. I, mean, I think Sean, you're totally right. I, the motivation did not seem to be there. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Tyrus just t- sucks all the juice out of the room when he comes in. Like it's just ever since Tyrus started being with Eli Drake, it's like, well, I really don't care about Eli Drake anymore. Yeah, that's true. And and, and this new tag team. It's fine. You you did what you wanted to accomplish, and that's of course winning, and you know showcasing that hey we matter, and that is kind of a good thing to do, especially with a tag team that you really don't care, and that's Tyrus and Eli Drake. Well, I mean, it's not like you have just a bunch of tag teams, so you might want to make yeah. them care about some people. <laughs> Yeah, but they got to do it quickly. They they got to get this audience invested in somebody. And oof, the tag teams are bringing in right now. Well, that, that's, oof. I oh. mean, to your point, they are trying to do it quickly mm-hmm. because as the main event of this show, sort of, they, you know, they they kind of tease you with, well, we're gonna we're gonna announce what we're gonna do with the tag team titles, and so Bruce Pritchard who. I guess it's the new authority figure on Impact Wrestling. Um, he comes out to tell us about there's going to be a tournament with four teams. And so the Decay come out because they're pissed that, you know, they don't get to just have the titles after they beat the other team, and which they, they didn't. And so then you you have them threatening Bruce Pritchard that they're going to, like, eat him alive or whatever. And then you have Reno Scum show up, which I, I do – at least they got promo time. But I don't know. This is going to take a little bit of time for me to really get used to them. Uh, I started laughing with all the oi, 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 but it just really seemed like a lot, just too much. Uh but then, you know, you have Garza Jr. and Lado Kid show up because, you know, they also beat somebody this week. So the three teams that are there, they have sort of some kind of justification for showing up why they are should be three of the teams that are in this tournament. Um, I should say that Bruce Pitchard never says the name tournament either. He just says the top four teams. So that's all we really know. But you would think that they mean tournament. Um, and then... Right before we can either find out what who the other team is or end the show, LAX comes out with Homicide and Conan, and Conan just whacks, I don't know who it was, with a bat, and then or hits somebody with a chair in the corner. And then you get uh, Angel Ortiz, Mike Drastic, and Angel Rose, and, uh, you know, who's doing her best Rosita impression. And... They proceed to have a really cool beatdown segment, including uh, Homicide doing the Psycho Killer again. Or the Ringo Killer, sorry. And yeah, this was really cool. A really cool way to introduce them again. You have the old LAX mess with the new LAX. And I'm kind of interested to find out who, you know, the new talent is. I, I enjoyed the main event segment, honestly. I'm interested in 
finding out more about these new teams. The the new LAX looks good. EYFBO is a very talented tag team who I've gotten to see working beyond a couple times. Um, so yeah, I mean, if they can build off of this and turn these teams into something you actually care about, then hello tag team division. You know, I want it to be successful. I, I you know, I completely do understand that they are trying to make this exciting, and this being the main event really does help. I mean, let's be honest. The placement of it makes it feel important. You're kind of getting rid of the old storylines, and you're starting over, and they do that you know, with really kind of a smooth transition here. I mean, it may not have been a good, you know, ending to what we had before, but at least now we get this clear picture of, okay, these are the teams that are going to be involved, and they do matter because if they you know, get a chance to go for the tag titles, it's obvious that they're going to be around for a little while. You would at least think so. And then, of course, you get the LEX thing going down. I think all this, it, it does work, but I still have my reservations. I, this does not sell me on any of these tag teams. I think the LEX thing is cool. But on the other hand, I'm not like, you know, online right now trying to buy, the, you know, the T-shirt, you know. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, they've got to prove more. But I do like the fact that they are taking a division very, very seriously. Are you intrigued by LAX at least? Yeah, no, I, I am intrigued by them. I really am. And like you said, Sean, mix the old and the new and all that, that does bring some... Uh, you know, some intrigue for sure. And, you know, the fact that I get to see Conan on my TV, uh, I think that you already kind of got me there. Like just to see orderly. I was waiting for that. I I just, I have to hear orderly. I didn't hear it on this one. I don't think. Um, but if he doesn't say at the next one, I may be out on the Conan thing, but orderly (laughs) orderly has to be a part of his repertoire. And then I'm down. Well, he told you, you can go take the L. So that's, I can go take That's, the L. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I, I think it's cool that we got Homicide back because he's still a uh, really good wrestler and, you know, he can provide a lot of kind of transition for the, the new ones coming in. And, I mean, Conan, I don't know how much he's going to wrestle, but we know how good of a mouthpiece it could be. So if that's all you mm. get out of him, then that's really what you need, honestly, for them. Uh, so for me, and then I'm interested in, uh, oh, what's her face? I just said her name, and I can't, the the female. Angel uh, Rose. Angel Rose. Uh, it, you know, if she gets to do anything besides being in LAX, is she going to be in the knockouts or, or whatever? Because she was... One hell of a, that was one hell of a sort of 3D, some tag, you know, trio tag move there. So I w- uh, that was awesome. Uh, but uh, moving on from this here, we really only have two other, the, the two other sort of divisions to talk about, which one of them is being meshed in the other one right now because reasons. Uh the Brandy Rhodes supposed to have her first singles match on this show. Well, not according to Cody Rhodes himself, who comes out with his next-gen title still. So, man, when he comes out sometimes, I, I th- sit there and go, like, 
I feel like the Hobgoblin is coming out, or, like, he's just trying to sneak on the Impact or something. Like, just... <laughs> it's, it's really weird, but he comes out and he just says, no, she is not wrestling tonight because... You know, what they're going to pay her is not worth it. In fact, I'm going to give her $45, just $20 more than they were going to pay her. Wow, damn, what a way to, like, shut, throw this company into the gutter. They're just going to pay her $25 for wrestling on this show. That's, uh, <laughs> damn. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, uh, what's her, Casey, or yeah, Casey Quinn it's supposed to be her opponent. So Casey Quinn's just still standing out there as Cody. I wouldn't call it Macho Man-esque, but sort of in a way, kind of doing that story. But he's not being, you know, abusive or whatever. He's just saying that she's not going to wrestle. And then he still challenges Moose and says that Moose is a coward for being in Japan still. And that he needs to, you know come meet his challenge for the Impact Grand Championship, and that Cody Rhodes is Japan. As I laughed hysterically, I then had to remember that I had to continue watching Impact uh, as Rosemary comes out after a commercial and just whoops up on Casey Quinn. And then Josh Matthews has to make a reference of Casey Quinn needs to go get a tan and just you know, I guess, stand up and, and stop being checked on by the medical staff or whatever. That she looks like Bella Swan from Twilight. Seriously, Josh Matthews, just shut up. Uh, just y- shut up. Yeah. You know he got turned down backstage. You know, he, he went back there and says, hey, you He's know. He's married to Madison Rain, Gary. He doesn't care. Or do you, how, this is the wrestling business we're talking about. He's the greatest announcer in the world. I mean, come on! Everybody wants to sleep with Josh Matthews. <laughs> I mean, he told—I I was reading on Twitter the other day, and he did say that he was the greatest announcer in the world. I wanted to sleep with Josh He's, Matthews. So, oh God! I mean, <laughs> whoa! So weird. Casey Quinn, you lost a bad move. You should have just went ahead and did what the man said. And so now, now he made you look bad. Now you need to go get in a tanning booth. Um, Josh Matthews does this kind of stupid stuff, and that's just the way it's going to work. He's playing that heel announcer. Uh, but, you know, I want to say this. I mean, Rosemary beating her up, it, it to me, keeps Rosemary relevant, you know, keeps her around, you know. And not only that, I think also, especially the way that LEX treated her later in the show and Decay, you've got to keep them looking good. This is a way to keep, you know, her still powerful. Um the rest of this with Cody Rhodes. The first thing I want to say is Cody Rhodes, you got that next gen title. I, I, I want to show you some film of what Medusa did with one of her titles. Do that. Do exactly. Get the trash. Uh, can. Jeff Jarrett is not going to allow titles to go. Throw that one. No one cares about the next gen title. It's awful. You know, just anyway, that's just my personal opinion. But, so they're going to uh, have a unification mass for the, X Division and Next Gen title at some point? Like, I don't know. <laughs> just, I feel like, what's the point of him bringing that title out there? I don't yeah. know, unless GFW is still going to be a thing. I mean, God. 
It can't be. Hopefully not. But I don't know, Paul. I mean, maybe I'm looking at this stupid, but I, I just, uh, you know, you have Cody Rose doing something here that really is just like, it's almost like wasting time. It's him sitting here, you know, he points out the Bullet Club, you know, this crowd is too sweet. Uh, then he's talking about Moose who's in Japan. You, dude, you know the schedule. Just wait. <laughs> but that's the point, though. He's just being an, an asshole heel. I know mm-hmm. it's just it's just getting. I'm sorry. It's just for me personally. I'm annoyed by it. I'm just like this is stupid. I just it's not really making me angry about you know the, the feud. It's just making me think I need to change the channel, and that's not for me good. And Brandy, they need to actually let her wrestle sometime. But maybe she isn't ready. I don't know. I mean, we've seen her wrestle a couple times on TNA. It's not it's not pretty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they should just uh, do the Eva Marie gimmick with her. Yeah. <laughs> or the Emma one where they just promote her and they never put her on TV. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I mean, the Cody thing's okay. I mean, I'm not overly interested in seeing him and Moose go mano a mano, but it's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah I mean, it simply exists. Yeah, I mean, just having Cody on TV, I guess, is good for Impact, right? I mean, just having him there, it it means something, but I don't know. I'm just not thrilled by it. I want to see him do something better. Well, you know what was thrilling? Was the return of Suicide with this really cool video uh, that they did for him. Uh, Batman-esque, where he, you know, they show the suicide signal, I guess you can call it. And... They, and then they show you suicide, and uh, then we get a, it's a miracle, guys. The X Division gets to go over five minutes. They actually went almost 13 minutes on this show, and what do you know, when you give them time to showcase what they can do, they do a damn good job of it. I, I'm not, like, sold on who they have doing suicide, at least for this first match. Just because Suicide has a reputation of being really fast and, you know, just doing cool moves and, and stuff like that. I don't think you got that here, but I thought the match was pretty good. And, you know, when you have Andrew Everett and Trevor Lee, you can't really go wrong. This Braxton Sutter really sticks out here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Braxton in the ring. I like Caleb Conley, for what it's worth, who uh, who is the gentleman underneath the suicide mask. Um I, I see God, Sean's point. Oh. Uh, you know, it's dead. Get over it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoyed this match, though. I thought it, it worked well. Andrew Everett and, and uh, Trevor Lee, obviously, are great talents. But I think Suicide Morn pulled a share, and then you know, Sutter wasn't awful. It's just not thrilling. Did you like the uh, stuff with Allie and... More of Ines. I still love Allie. I, I think that story is still money. Do you Oof. like uh, Laurel binge eating because she's upset? Gary? Just, I, just, I, I, it, 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 I guess she says she's psychotic, right? So she's still doing all this wedding stuff. I, I, it's silly. I, I mean, I do like the Allie gimmick, and I like the whole Allie story, but I wish they'd play a little smarter. Like Sienna's involved in this because she's still pissed off that Maria got you know 
sent off. She's in the nut house or something, wherever the TNA wants to put her, or Impact, excuse me. Impact wants to put her off in a, to that realm of time and space as well. I, I just... It just kind of bugs me because I think that they should have done this better. Laurel Vaness should have came out there and actually challenged her or done something different. I just think this whole rehash of, oh, the wedding, the wedding, just move on, man. Do something that's better than this. So is it's annoying. Sienna trying to say that she's now the new person in charge of the knockouts? Is that what Ugh. we're getting at here? Because I felt like that's what she was trying to do. By I, I just... I, I just got the feeling she's ready to murder death kill Allie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but why, why is it Van Ness doing this? Why are we depending on Sienna? Well, I don't well, get it. Because Van Ness is in another mindset right now. So, so there's, well, they're still buds. I mean, it's, they're still banded together because of the whole Maria connection. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not like I'm. You know, there's a big pay-per-view coming up that it has to i just saying eventually Van s needs to get over this eventually it's entertaining i guess if you well, like the silliness of i it. mean you got what it's is in june you got months here for her to get over it mm-hmm. but eventually yeah. you're gonna have to put Allie on her own time and not always just on the whole i'm with braxton sutter i mean She's with him, but they could do that backstage more than she has to always be with him in the ring and all that stuff. Maybe that's what Braxton Sutter wants. We don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't don't know. know. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that was was way better X-Division stuff than we've seen in a while with TNA. So Mm -hmm. I uh, give them much props for that, certainly. Uh, And I think that's TNA. Um Certainly not the zero that last week was. Uh, I would darn say, like, it's gotten to six and six and a half territory. I think uh, a six is more than fair for this one. There's there's a lot, like, you could see the changes they're trying to make. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Some of it I'm still not overly fond of, but they're trying to change. And I'm willing to stick it out with them while they uh, go through the growing pains once again. I'm trying. I'm, I'm holding on. Uh, uh, you know, I'm peeing around them right now before I pee on them. Wow. But uh, uh, I'm getting close uh, if they don't get things going in a really entertaining <laughs> form of fashion. I just. <laughs> Terrible I analogy. I just want to say that. Well, I want, you know, I'm not peeing on them, but I'm just peeing around them, you know, because I'm not getting what? it on Wait, them. why do you have to be peeing? I'm splashing on them right now, okay? It's a little bit of a splash. Um, but, you know, I think they say, I just... Uh, oh, I think oh, okay, I, I get it. You are making the analogy from the dumpster fire last. Last week, yeah. you were peeing on the fire. And okay. okay. Uh, there, I guess I could work, too. I think that I would, if I was going to actually rate this, which we never rated Pack, but if I was going to rate it, I'd probably give it a five. It wasn't terrible, but it was not anything that really made me super excited about the future of TNA or Impact. Impact, my God, I'm having a brain fart here. We've um, all said yeah, TNA I, I, about I'm five times. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. They, they're going to have to deal with that. They, I don't care how many times they have Bruce Richard come out and go, TNA is dead. 
YouTube, we're still going to call it TNA. It's true. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I still can't get the image excited. of you I mean, being around. <laughs> just look at Just think about the Impact logo and imagine me making a circle with urine. Well, no, because with the owl, you need to just pee right on it. F that owl. Fuck that owl. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Man, God, I want that shirt. You know what? What I want to do is get a foundation where people donate to me buying, like, oh, I don't know, 500 of those shirts. And then I'm going to stand outside TNA Impact tapings and hand them out for free. (laughs) Be like, wear this shirt today for free. And then see them having to blow that whole crowd. That would be awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, if anybody's interested in donating, let me know, please contact us. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to move on past impact and we are going to get into a special segment called superstar of the week. That's right. We've got that and more coming up right after this guys. Uh, why didn't I go get the, Oh, you didn't get uh, the superstar. I should have done that, but I, I had to, I was talking during impact. So I forgot. Ah, uh, that's okay. No problem. We'll just jump into this thing cold. It's fine. Uh, we got one point over to Jay Lethal this week. Yeah, uh, Jay Lethal had a great match with Bobby Fish, 15th anniversary show. You guys should totally go check it out. I and we got that. two. You second that? Yeah, it was a great match, man. It was really awesome. Uh, two points are heading over to Christopher Daniels. Uh, you know, this is more for the moment than the match. Well, the match was still good, but, you know, it wasn't uh, anything on the level of some of the other really great matches that are on uh, that pay-per-view. But seriously, because the first time he ever gets to hold a world title and it's the Ring of Honor title, just it's such a... That's such a, like a really, really cool moment to see for him and... After all these promos he's cut and the story that was told and everything else, just great stuff. Definition of a Kodak moment, if you ask me. Uh, three points will be going to Mr. Marty Scroll. Yeah, Marty and Leo Rush put on one heck of a match at the 15th anniversary show. Uh, very fast. It was a little long, but uh, at the end of the day, Marty still retains and. Another match you should totally go watch. Four points will be flying over to Ishii. Uh, talk about one hell of a match. This was uh, perhaps your match. You know, if we did match of the week, this would, you know, this would be in contention for that. Cause this was amazing. Once again, Ishii, you know, as, as Paul and I talked about on the New Japan show that we did, Ishii could wrestle a stone block and it would be a four-star classic. I mean, like, that man could do no wrong. And of course, when you're in there with another great man like Kenny Omega, you just gotta be greatness personified happening. And just, man, these two put on wonderful, wonderful action. You need to go watch that match, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we got our superstar of the week getting five points, and that person is drum roll, the one guy that were actually two guys, actually to be in fact, the Hardy Boys. 
Yeah, the Hardys retain the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions at the 15th anniversary show. Absolutely awesome street fight with the Young Bucks and uh, Rapogny Vice. Uh, I good on them. Yeah, they're gonna their ladder or their match at uh, Supercard of Honor with the Young Bucks is now uh, now a ladder match. So that's cool. Young Bucks and ladders, even yeah. more awesome. Yep, and there's nothing more than I love. Suck it, delete. Suck it, delete. <laughs> so, sorry. I just had to throw that in there. Uh, well, guys, we also have something else to throw into this. We did not crown a uh, match of the month or a uh, superstar of the month for the month of February, so we're going to do that now. And just to make sure that I don't see anything wrong because, you know, I didn't actually write this down. Paul, give us who won both. Yeah, let me do some scrolling here. Okay, uh, so Superstar of the Month was, once again, uh, Kazuchiko Okada. Um, wonderful performance at the New Beginning in Osaka. Uh, and it was also another five- or six-way tie between people at five points because we can't seem to give uh, the same amount of people more points than one week at a time. So, uh, And then the Match of the Month is... Michael Elgin and Tetsuya Naito's incredible contest for the IWGP Intercontinental title at the New Beginning in Osaka, which is five stars if I've ever seen it. Yes, totally agree. And, uh, I mean, just uh, this was uh, it was hard, though, for us to pick the superstar of the the, to pick that superstar of the month. Mm. It was it was easier on the match, but the. we, we really agonized over who should finally get that win. But uh, Okada, two months in a row. Can he do it? Wow. Again? I mean, Ishii yeah, might I mean, he's uh, already taking uh, that by uh, himself. Yeah. He keeps on. <laughs> you never know. So it's great. I love this. You know, we, we get into this kind of stuff uh, and, you know, really kind of battle back and forth week by week. And, of course, of the month trying to figure out who deserves what but it's always really cool to see you know how the beginning of the year starts out the middle of the year and then the finality it's so much fun trying to get all this together so uh but yeah that is superstar of the week and of course talking about some stuff we didn't do last week so there you go uh but that concludes uh, our show tonight we appreciate you guys coming check us out tonight of course you know once again don't forget to go you know help us rate and W2M Network, or of course the British Wrestling of the Max, if you want just our exclusive podcast for here for W2M. And uh, don't forget to go check out W2Mnet.com. So that's all the stuff that we have to give you guys out there. Don't miss a minute of the action. Trust me, you don't want to miss anything that we have. Uh, well, guys, unless there's anything else, we are out of here. Until next time, if you're not living life to the max, not living life at all, you know it. Peace. Enjoy Man. your March Madness. Woo! The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.